Alrighty tidy. We are good to go. everyone this is bob's cast your weekly rewatch bob's burgers podcast uh, with kim and emily today we are going to be discussing season one episode five hamburger dinner theater nice yes yes which is such a good episode <laughs> yes another gem another <laughs> another gem yeah, it really um this is like i think the first linda centric episode and so we get to see just how absolutely chaotic she can be and i love yes. it <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. I never really thought about it that way, but I guess, yeah, it is pretty, you know, this is her, her brainchild <laughs> and her subsequent downfall or whatever. Yeah. And we just, we get to see so many of her little personality quirks, like her singing everything, which I do all the time as well. So I was like, really? oh gosh, kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Do you want to get us started with the fast facts? Yes. Okay, so the Hulu recap is Bob reluctantly lets Linda and the kids stage a musical murder mystery dinner theater in the restaurant, but on opening night, an interruption changes the play's creative direction. And then the shop next door is synthesizers, synthesizers, synthesizers. (laughs) I bet Jean is happy, right, that that's next door. Snag a new one or... Get some accessories for his synthesizer. Yeah, no, <laughs> I can I mean, never say that word. Synthesizer. Synthesi- yeah, that's a that's a difficult one to have to repeat three times. Three uh, times. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I I imagine that Gene is uh, very pleased with that being the shop next door. I mean, we know how he is with Ocean Avenue Hi Fi Emporium. So <laughs> yes, that is true. Our pest band name, keeping it the same as always. Rats all, folks. So it must be season two that we that we start to see the new one. I think so. I don't think that they started doing the van stuff until until after the first season. And now I'm like trying to remember if they started in the second season or if it is a while. But at the very least, I think the entire first season is Rats All, folks. Yeah. And then our burgers of the day are totally radish burger. Comes with radish. The onion burger grilled to death. And the last of the Mohicama burger, which comes with hikama. <laughs> so getting getting creative for sure with our our ingredients and then we're introduced to some minor characters officers julia and cliffany we also get introduced to large tommy officially as we've seen him in the background in a few episodes but now we know that that's his name and tiny peter <laughs> so no no pocket-sized rudy and regular size rudy yet but i guess we're getting that like it's understanding that you they, know they'd use their their sizes, I guess. To, yes. Because there's also, like, regular size Jenny, I think, is the other oh, yes. kid that asks the question. Yes. <laughs> or normal so. size. Sorry, normal size Jenny. <laughs> regular size is for Rudy. But I guess that's, I mean, like, they are elementary school kids. I guess, like, there is a range of sizes. Even, like, I'm a second grade teacher, and there are some kids that are almost as tall as I am. And then some, like, little pipsqueaks, you know what I mean? So. I just think it does it's help, funny, I guess. Because it's, like, how many... Because, like, regular-sized Rudy and pocket-sized Rudy, like, it's two people with the same name. But, like, does that mean that there's another small Tommy and uh, (laughs) large Peter? Yeah. (laughs) Small Tommy just sounds funny. I I mean, they all sound funny, but I like that one. (laughs) Yeah, so that 
It makes you it makes you think. Clearly, they were trying to be philosophical with this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also get the first mention of pickles. And then some random factoids we have is Officer Cliffany is voiced by Sam Sater, who does Hugo. And I feel like it sounds like him. It sounds like a higher-pitched Hugo. Yeah, it's like if <laughs> Hugo me. was pretending to be a woman. <laughs> yes, exactly. Totally. And then the robber is voiced by Toby Huss, who is in King of the Hill, which was not created by Aaron Judge, but Mike Judge. <laughs> uh, and he is Con and Cotton in King of the Hill. And then the musical that they go and see, The Pirates of Panache, is a, pirate, is a parody of The Pirates of Penzance. To me, Pirates of Panache sounds much more entertaining than the Pirates of Penzance, but it that's just me. It <laughs> does. No, I agree with you. And also, like, I like musicals, but I've just, I've never seen Pirates of Penzance. So I don't know if it's an amazing musical, but Pirates of Panache rolls off the tongue just much sounds, easier. Yes. <laughs> and then the only goof we could find is that the prop corpse, when they're doing the, the dinner theater in the restaurant in the in like that file cabinet there's like a like a corpse sticking out like just its feet but the feet are anatomically correct for like humans even though everybody on the show has like one fewer finger and one fewer toe yeah, they do have... they have four toes too i think so. have you ever seen them barefoot we we see them barefoot there's a very specific image i have in my head of bob's foot and i don't remember what episode <laughs> it's from we see we do see their feet and i yeah. think they they are part of just the classic cartoon trope of four four fingers and four toes right but the prop corpse it would make sense it would foot. be weird if they had four fingers and five toes i feel like <laughs> for whatever reason <laughs> so then we have kind of three stories in this episode an a story a b story and a c story so the a story is obviously linda is inspired to put on a dinner theater musical in the restaurant uh, the B story is that the store is robbed during one of the performances and the robber steals money and steals the show. <laughs> and the C story is Tina kind of grappling with her stage fright and her, her, um, clearly it's, it's a pattern throughout her life and we're, we're going to make some strides in, in getting over that today. <laughs> yeah, no, and the C story, like it's definitely small, but it is, it just runs throughout the, yeah episode that that'll recognize that tina has stage fright and she's trying to get over it so yeah worth mentioning i think <laughs> yes definitely all right uh all right so you want to break it down for us yes let's get into the extremely detailed recap <laughs> um okay so we open the episode with the kids getting ready for bed and linda's getting ready to go out her and bob are in the room she's getting ready for a quote bachelorette party she says she's going to go to Pickles, the strip club, and she'll need some quarters to plop them in their G-strings. Plippity-plop. <laughs> I just, I love that so much where Bob's like, quarters, what are you going to do with quarters? And she's like, I'm going to plop them right into their G-strings. <laughs> they would fall out. G-strings right? are so small. Yes. <laughs> not, not the most ideal plan. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, it's also fake. So, yes, <laughs> you know, and then Bob keeps asking questions. He asks her why it's called pickles. She said that they serve pickles and the pickles <laughs> are actually really delicious. And we do find out that they have pickles because of the episode yes. where Jen brings them there after they get stalled in the ice in the ice cream yes. truck. And they offer Bob an actual pickle. They have pickles, which is. Yes. <laughs> and he says they're good. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a good callback. For it sure. <laughs> um, so Bob you know, calls her bluff, he knows her, and asks if she's going 
to dinner theater. <laughs> and during this conversation, um, Gene is jumping on the bed in the background. And I just think it's very cute because he has little matching slippers with his jammies. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. <laughs> he definitely is a fabulous, a fabulous dresser. Dresser. If he was going to be... Wear, be wearing a pajama suit, it better be coordinated, I feel like, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like a beautiful mint green, just like right? so fashion Super forward. cute. Yep. <laughs> so Linda, she does confess. She's like, yeah, it's dinner theater. I lied because, you know, I know you don't approve of dinner theater. Bob okay. clarifies and says he doesn't like it because it's neither dinner nor theater. And he compares it to the imitation cheese of theater, which Gene says is delicious. But then he says that he mostly just doesn't like what happens to Linda after she goes to dinner theater because she starts singing everything, uh, which is very relatable, I think. Yes. And uh, we get her kind of like a little montage of her singing things. So like her answering the phone and Bob asking who it is. And she says, wrong number. Yeah. (laughs) Her making eggs and singing eggs, eggs, bump, bump, eggs, 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 eggs. (laughs) Which bum, I bum. sing all the time, every time I'm making eggs. Right, I know, me too. And then uh, Bob trying to have some sexy time and her singing, not tonight, no. <laughs> and he's like, I get it, I get it. Yeah, you don't have to be singing it, I get it. Um, and I love how he's like, I would almost prefer you going to a strip club yeah. than <laughs> dinner theater. Yeah, he's, he's, he would much rather prefer her go to an actual strip club for a bachelorette party than have to so deal funny. with her singing everything. Right. Uh, so Bob asks her if she's going to be singing all week, and she starts to say no, but she eventually just kind of stretches it out and, like, does a little spin <laughs> and falls back on her bed and sings, yeah. <laughs> and then Bob laughs. Amazing. <laughs> It's so wonderful. Like, this is all, <laughs> like, and this is all within the first, like, 30 seconds of the episode, I feel like. Like, it just starts off so strong. I love yes, it so it really, much. it really does. <laughs> oh, okay, so we, we flash forward to them being at the theater. The theater is called Off-Ramp Broadway because it's, like, <laughs> right next to a highway overpass, which is a clever word. Amazing, amazing. Um, and Linda's enjoying the show Pirates of Panache. And this is interesting. So there's, when Linda's at the show, she's at the table with a couple of other women. And one of the women that she's with has red hair. And so, like, there's definitely been people who think that that might be Ginger, but it's just never been confirmed. Do you think yeah. it's Ginger? I don't know. I mean, it it would make sense that she would go with her. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming it's not actually a bachelorette party, too. That was the part that I'm like, is it an actual bachelorette party and they're going to the dinner theater? Or is it, she's just like making up that she's going out and she's saying it's a bachelorette party for a strip like to go to a strip club i think i think i think all of it was a fabrication i don't think it's a bachelorette party either but if it is i don't know whose bachelorette party it would be (laughs) at a dinner theater (laughs) like i mean to each their own maybe that would be really fun there's a a place in tucson uh called the gaslight theater Mm -hmm. that does like parody shows and it's like a fantastic place to go like nice I think it would probably be fun for a bachelorette party to be there so yeah totally really what can I say yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway so the the next day after the musical which Linda thoroughly enjoyed by the way like we see her like kind of singing along with the musical and she's like doing (laughs) jazz hands she's so into it amazing got like a big old smile on her face she's like so so into it like it it like made her year it looks like which is i love it so cute (laughs) and so the next morning uh mort comes into the restaurant he's apparently also a musical theater you know fan because he is like linda tell me 
everything. Like, he <laughs> wants the details. He wants to know how it is. And <laughs> Linda says that, you know, if she could do her life over, she would do dinner theater. And Bob gets, like, a little bit offended. And he's like, hey, we have a great life. We work in the restaurant. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> we, we meet people from all over the world. Remember last week there was someone here from Canada? We learned <laughs> all about that country. <laughs> and Louise does not like Canada. I'm not really sure where this hatred comes from. But she's yeah. like, when Bob is like, oh, we learned all about that country. She's like, I hate that country. Damn, a very strong okay. opinion on Canada, for what sure. Canada do to you? <laughs> all right, girl. <laughs> so, more you know, reminds Linda, he's like, hey, you know, you already have a restaurant, you're halfway to doing your own dinner theater. But while he's saying this, Linda is getting very amped, and she's like, yeah, yeah, say it, say it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how she didn't think about it before, though. You know, like, maybe she just needed that extra set of eyes to kind of or maybe you know, she just needed her. someone else to say it out loud. Maybe she knew that if she was the one that was like, oh, we should do dinner theater, Bob would be like, no. But if someone else brought it up in front of Bob, then maybe he'd yeah. have to, like, give in. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. <laughs> it's and like he's, how, like, got his, his hands over his eyes. He's, like, classic yeah, Bob just like, oh, my pose. God. Like, oh, God, what am I about to get into? <laughs> uh, so Bob is, um, you know, as we've said, less than enthusiastic about doing dinner theater in his restaurant. Uh, but Linda convinces him, which I think a very valid argument. She says, you know, we work hard every day to make your dream come true. Like, mm-hmm. we should, why can't we do my dream too? And they eventually find a compromise. Linda says she wants it to be at least a three-week engagement. Bob settles for three days. <laughs> or Bob proposes three days and Linda settles. And she's like, all right, three days, better than nothing. Yeah, I feel like she has to take, she knows she has to take what she can get. Like, the mm-hmm. fact that he's even yes. considering this. Like, is okay. a big deal, so. Yes. Um, so then Linda, the kids, and Mort are, you know, they brainstorm about what they think the musical should be. Linda immediately goes to murder mystery, um, which I love. Louise wants it to be a mass murder. Mort <laughs> says it should be a musical, obviously. Tina wants it to be a love story, which is cute. Mm-hmm. So uh, Linda gets very excited, and she's like, great, a mass murder mystery musical love story set in, <laughs> and then they have to come up with where it's going to be set. Uh, Louise says Nazi Germany. Jean says Montreal, which Lin- or which Louise is pissed about because she hates Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Tina says a ketchup factory, a sexy ketchup factory. <laughs> and- it's also ridiculous. It's just also ridiculous, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, okay. Nazi Germany, like, that's the sound of music. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know about Montreal or a sexy ketchup factory, but at least that one, I was like, that sounds ridiculous. And then I was like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> we, already have, we already have a love story set in Nazi Germany. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so they finally settle on a morgue, which is Mort's recommendation, because he has props. And they decide the name will be Dreamatorium. <laughs> so is that, like... Because crematorium? Yes. It is absolutely a play on crematorium. Because more I like I don't know is... why I didn't thought of like think about that until I just rewatched this. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like I just thought it was like a funny, you know funny little thing. imagination, like, you know, 
whatever. I don't know. I just, I didn't put two and two together until this last time I watched, but it makes it even funnier because, yeah, like, that's what he does next yeah. door. Yeah, <laughs> that's his actual, team, like, so. title. It, like, his business is a crematorium. Yeah. Funeral home and crematorium. It's dreamatorium. <laughs> and she does her little song, dreamatorium. It's a dreamatorium. <laughs> just so much fantastic singing. I know, so and I'm so sorry that I'm going to be singing along with it because I just freaking love it. I love, I love it. The, all the songs in this show. Like, we don't start getting, like, actual musical numbers until later in the seasons, but, like, yeah. oh, I love it when there's songs in the show. Like, it makes yes. me so happy. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so Dreamatorium. They, they have the set. They have the, you know, they have the story. It's great. Everything's great. Uh, so they, it is opening day. We have fast forwarded. It is now opening day. And the Bob's Burgers sign is uh, covered by a big banner that says Dreamatorium, you know, advertising for the show. There's some morgue props inside, like a filing cabinet that has feet dangling out of it with the toe tag, <laughs> the aforementioned anatomically correct feet. And Linda is in her little suit and she's assigning jobs. Or no, she's not in the suit yet. She's just assigning jobs. They're getting ready. Gene is going to be on sound effects, naturally. And he mm-hmm. plays a little scream on his keyboard, of course. Mort is going to be on visual effects because he has all the props. And he's also going to be the body guy who, like, brings bodies into the crematorium. Um, and is also victim number one. Gene's <laughs> uh, then going to be the flower delivery guy who is victim number two. Tina is a tree, which will be victim three. And Louise is going to be the butler that everyone thinks is the killer. She's going to be the red herring. <laughs> Do you I okay? love the, like the music that the like chords that he plays after yeah it's like everyone's other. everyone's chords yes that goes along with he that. like does an amazing job i feel like in the scoring of this oh he absolutely episode. does it's, randy it's really should have taken him up on that yes <laughs> <laughs> now but now it's his time to shine i feel like he's uh, yes. he's really uh you know showcasing his his talents on that little <laughs> keyboard synthesizer thing <laughs> yes also this is so unrelated to Bob's Burgers. Did you ever watch the cartoon A Pup Named Scooby-Doo? No, I've never even heard of that. It was on Cartoon Network, and I loved that show. I mean, I loved all the Scooby-Doo's, but in A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, it was when they were all kids, and Scooby-Doo was a puppy. Okay, like a Muppet Babies kind of like Mm Scooby-Doo version. And they were still solving mysteries. They, like, had a little treehouse and stuff, and (laughs) there was a character whose name was Red Herring, and so, like, every single episode, they always thought he was behind whatever nonsense was happening. Yeah. And it was never him. That's and so, so like, funny. that's the only reason that I know what a red herring is. Like, I knew oh, what a okay. red herring was before I was in school. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or before yeah. it was a, a subject in school because, because of a pup named Scooby-Doo. Oh. <laughs> well, listen, we're, we get knowledge from all sorts of sources, you know? <laughs> I love it. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's so. so funny. Oh, and also during that scene where Linda's signing jobs, the burger of the day board just says murder, like in all caps. <laughs> the burger of the day is murder. Is murder. <laughs> <laughs> so Jean wants to know why Tina is a tree. Linda says that, you know, she wants to be a tree and she has stage fright. And Tina is uh, shocked at this news, even though it's about her. And we go through some flashbacks of Tina just not really being able to speak up. <laughs> You know, not being able to say mommy as a baby, and then when she's getting her bangs cut too short, and she just, you know, the hairdresser says, okay, say when, and she just never <laughs> says anything. And then more seriously, um, when there's a fire in the kitchen and Bob is saying, call 911, 
Tina's just like groaning on the phone with the 911 yeah. operator. So she just does her signature anytime she needs to speak to anybody, even her parents. Yeah, she just does She's like, uh. So, <laughs> she can't uh, do it. Definitely, a, definitely an issue, I think. <laughs> Poor Tina. <laughs> I know. And so then Linda wants Bob to play a small part, the tree surgeon, which is fun. It would be a, what's the tree study? Dendochronology? I feel like that's what it is. I have no idea. I was going to say botany, but that's flowers, right? Well, botany is just plants in general. I feel like it's dendochronology or den, dendrochronology. Anyway, you all these fancy terms. Did you learn that from a pup named Scooby-Doo? I did not. I learned Do you imagine that. if you did? And you're like, actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, a pup named Scooby-Doo taught me all about dendrochronologists. <laughs> Uh, no, the University of Arizona is one of the only universities in the U.S. that has a degree specifically for dendrochronology. Huh. We have a tree ring lab. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So you just, like, study, like, if you get that degree, you just Like, dating trees, basically. Trees? Yeah. Okay. Doing, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm sure it's all within, like, a natural sciences major, but, like, right. you study, like, dating trees. That's Anyways. pretty cool. Yeah, so Bob would be a dendrochronologist. Yes. Surgeon. <laughs> Linda wants Bob to be the tree surgeon. He tries to save the tree, but instead becomes victim number four. But Bob says no. Like, he's already doing the dinner part of dinner theater by himself. He's not going to be a character. So, but she does try to convince him that he has the theater bug. She does an improv with him about the weather. It's definitely interesting. It's, you <laughs> it's know, so funny. Where she's like, It's oh. so awkward and funny. This is like one of my favorite parts, I think. It is. It is funny. It's cold outside. And he's like, no, it's not. I got, I have a coat on. <laughs> and, and she's like, see, you're good. You're yeah. good. I was invested. You're great. And he's like, I hate it. I hated this. Yeah. And Louise is like, that's what the play should have been. Call it big coat. Big coat. <laughs> And she's like, a scene, it becomes a play. It's just, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> she's like trying she's so, so hard. She's so supportive. Oh my yeah. goodness. She just is so supportive of everything Bob does. She's so encouraging. <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, so it's now officially opening night. You know, they have their little flashlights on like the like little lazy Susan tape. Yes. With, like flashlights taped to them and they're spinning. Which is so cute, right? Is, like I such love a creative it. idea. I love it that. It really is. Uh, and so they have the, you know, the banner, the lights, everyone's, you know, coming in. Louise is pacing in the kitchen doing these, like, vocal exercises. Um, and red Tina's leather, like, yellow leather, costume. red leather, ye- leather. Yeah. You're not Can't prepared yet. <laughs> oh, I'm a big fan. Were you ever in, like, a choir or anything that you had to do vocal exercises? Yes. Did you so I was like a total, I was like a total theater kid too in high school. Okay. Like I did musical theater, I did drama, I did chorus. I was like all in. I love um, it. So yeah, we had like, for the theater, we had like this weird, it was like a syllabic exercise called Dame that we would do. Dame Yeah. We didn't do Dame Did you ever do Betty Botter? No. Betty Botter bought some butter? <laughs> No, oh, damn. That sounds ter- that sounds super hard though. <laughs> it was it was it, everyone just said it together. It was definitely like very weird, but it was like not even very difficult. It was it was like supposed B-sounds. to be like a tongue twister. Yeah, <laughs> but like yeah, we did. What's what's the what's what did you do? But tell me tell me yours. The... So it was just I don't even know where it came from, but I guess it was like every I don't know like consonant that you would say it was just. 
da me me ni po tu la be da pa fa ta la ka da and you would just like say it again and again and like we would just do it like faster and faster it was weird (laughs) and then we would do like other stupid stuff like we would this is not a vocal exercise but all the girls in whatever cast we would all just dance around to like a prayer from madonna (laughs) it was like a weird it was a fun time but it was a weird time anyway (laughs) uh so um Louise, because of her nerves, she's oscillating between being really mean to Tina and being really overly nice to Tina. And it's just very funny. <laughs> like, Louise is, like, setting her up. She's like, okay, give me, like, a hug for luck. Yeah. You don't hug for luck in the theater, you idiot! <laughs> right? And each time Tina, like, takes the bait, like, she's like, okay. Or she's yeah. like, when she apologizes, like, you know, I'm sorry, baby. You know how I get, like... And then she's like, it's okay. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, you want she... me to go out there with my makeup all smudged? <laughs> or Tina. I she's know. She, and she's just doing her own. She's just really stressed out. And so while this is happening, Linda is greeting the guests at the front. She's saying, please enter and be tamed, which I thought was very clever. Amazing. Um, and the two women that she was with Pirates of Panache at, like the people that she went to see that one, they came to the... the opening night to support her which is nice Linda's friends so cute. um and, and I then, think I thought like in the crowd like you see sitting at one of the booths you definitely see that like child molester burger. patron yeah <laughs> and then I thought Randy but maybe not but it was definitely somebody in like a hat and his jacket like maybe it was a Randy. hat and a jacket I don't I, know if it was like the same you know colors what? that Randy wears but I'm going to say it was, because I love Randy and Bob's relationship. I'd like to think that Randy would be there to support them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy is, you know, at the, at the theater. He's, or not at the theater. Teddy's at the restaurant sitting in his regular spot. He's asking Bob why people are buying tickets to eat a burger. And Bob says, well, no, it's, you know, we're putting on a show. You're buying, you know, dinner and a show. And... (laughs) Uh, you know, they have a whole conversation about how it would be on the honor system. You know, if I you love that find so yourself much. watching a show, like maybe you should probably pay for the ticket. <laughs> well, th- my this is like one of my favorite parts in the episode because you see him like looking at Bob and he's like, oh, well, what if I just am watching it in my periphery? And you see like his eyes shift ever so slightly and it makes me laugh so hard. And Bob's like, well, then it would be the honor system. Like if you find yourself watching the show. <laughs> But it's just so funny. Like, he's like, I could see it in my periphery. Yeah, like, what if I just, what if I just watch it like this? <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, the lights start to go down. They're getting ready for the show. And, and Teddy's still talking, telling a story about someone talking during the movie, actually. And everyone getting really annoyed at this person talking during the movie. And Bob is just very desperately trying to shush him. He's like, Teddy, Teddy, you have to stop talking. The show's getting ready to start. Teddy. Um, and he's like, no, no, that's what the guy did. Yeah, that's what, the, that's what we were saying to him. <laughs> and uh, Linda eventually does a very loud throat clear um, <laughs> to get everyone, you know, to give attention to her. And she says the opening line, which I think is a, a great opening line for any theater um, or any show. Everything dies but love. But she, like, sings it. Everything dies but love. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and then, amazing. I know. And she, she sets the scene. She gets some some details so everyone knows what's going on. Uh, she introduces herself as Gladys, the morgue owner, not the Why murderer. Gladys, I wonder? Like, <laughs> rand- I mean, random, but just yeah, funny. It is, <laughs> She's I, like, I'll be Gladys. <laughs> yeah, like, 
is that like a morgue owner sounding name to her? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Funny. Mort, you know, comes in with his corpse delivery and he, you know, says, corpse delivery for a lonely morgue owner. <laughs> and she goes, that would be me. <laughs> it's just so wonderful. It's and just then, like gem after gem after gem, I feel like. Yes. He's like little... So I don't know. It's like, it's just amazing. Anyway. <laughs> um, and so the lights go down and you hear Mort saying like, I'm getting murdered to death, which also I love. Uh, and then when the lights come back on, Mort is just absolutely covered in blood and organs. Like he's like squeezing a thing. So like blood is gushing out. Like it's just, it's gratuitous with the gore. And yeah. um, everyone watching the show starts freaking out they're like screaming they're like oh my god uh there is blood and organs all over the place not a fan mm-hmm. which yeah can you imagine mm-hmm. like trying to eat and you're like oh, yeah dinner theater, and Mama. everybody's like getting sprayed with blood and like you know oh, it's goodness. it's and it probably was a shock like they knew like oh mur- you know a murder, murder mystery, mystery maybe, but... whatever but like you said it's so gratuitous that it's like just even if you were expecting some gore that's like way too much a lot (laughs) a lot of gore uh so the police get called it's officers julia and cliffany hey (laughs) and uh you know they end up not charging the belchers with anything because it was fake blood and fake organs theoretically Mort Mm -hmm. is kind of weird at this moment he kind of yeah he's like yeah fake yeah (laughs) so that's concerning um and so, you know, Linda's like, all right, no harm. Or the poli- the officers say no harm. And Bob's like, well, except for the people, you know, getting treated for shock and <laughs> who got, who needed refunds. Uh, <laughs> and so Bob just kind of assumes like, okay, we tried this play. It's not going to happen again because of the disaster that was this. And Linda says, no, we still have two nights left. But, you know, we'll do, we'll do the next one with less blood. <laughs> And uh, during this time, Tina decides she wants to get over her stage fright, so she asks to say a line in the play. Linda originally is so, like, supportive. She's like, oh my gosh, I'll write you a monologue. This is going to be great. And Tina just asks if she can say, no, don't. (laughs) Which Linda's like, that's exactly what a tree would say. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. And Tina promises she will have it memorized by the following night. (laughs) I love that. She's like, I'll have it memorized by tomorrow night. (laughs) (laughs) So Bob is, again, trying to be like, no, are you sure we shouldn't be done with this? And and Linda sings that her dream has not been satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, during this scene, Jean is, like, sliding around the restaurant, like, in all the fake blood. And he's just saying all these ridiculous motivational quotes. Mm-hmm. Like, just so, so random. <laughs> I should have written these down. Do you remember any of the quotes that he says? I think one is, it ain't over till it's over. Right? Doesn't he, does, he say that? He does and say then, that. And then the, the the last one, I can't remember the first one, but that was the second one. And then the last one, um, he's starting to say, I think success is 90% preparation or whatever the yeah, saying Yeah, 90% is. preparation, 10% per- perspiration. Something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, but then he falls over into the blood. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, this tastes nothing like real blood, which, like... You know. <laughs> okay. Gross. Are right. you disappointed? Like... Yeah. Like, why... All right. Anyways. So, uh, 
when this is happening, Linda's like, you know, did you give up after you made your first burger? Like, no, you added garlic powder. <laughs> so Bob apparently gets convinced by all of this and they cut to the next night. They still have the sign, but something's been added. Now it says, uh, you know, Dreamatorium. Two shows left, now with 20% less gore. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, clearly it worked. I mean, there's still people there. Like, so clearly... Yeah. That people were still, like, curious about what this play was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, we do get to see more of the play. Um, you know, we get to see Gene's death scene, where he's just really milking it. He's just, like, constantly groaning, and, and mm-hmm. Bob is, is trying. He's like, Gene, Gene, can you take this to table three? And Gene's just laying on the floor like, Whoa. and then uh we get to tina's death scene but tina you know starts groaning she can't say her lines so louise says for her no don't and (laughs) linda says oh no the tree it's been murdered like while (laughs) pushing her over right and i love that she just like takes the knife and just, like, sticks it into her, like, the top of her yeah, tree costume. Yeah, the top of her costume. <laughs> she just starts groaning again. <laughs> They're like, Tina, honey, it's your, your it's big your moment. Line. Say your line. <laughs> she can't do it. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, you know, we see Linda out being like, oh, butler, like, who's doing these murders? And Louise's character's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, there's my knife. And, like, pulls it mm-hmm. out of Tina's tree costume. And... Linda does the thing where she pulls the audience, where she's like, oh, like, who do you think is the murderer? Like, is the tree the murderer? Is the, (laughs) you know, body delivery man the murderer? And everyone kind of applauds for who they think it is. And she goes like, you know, is the butler the murderer? And, and, you know, everyone applauds. And she's like, no, the murderer was me. (laughs) She's like, you're all wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're all wrong. (laughs) She's so proud of it, too. And uh, the audience is actually pretty pissed about this. They're like, no, like, you told us very explicitly at the beginning that you were not the murderer. And Linda's like, no, that was a twist. And they're like, that was a lie. Okay, a lie is not a twist. (laughs) (laughs) They've been duped. Yeah, they've been duped. They've been bamboozled. They are not happy (laughs) about it. And Linda's trying to be like, oh, you know the cast will be signing autographs like someone will have seen this play and they're like holy shit i need to get <laughs> i need to get the autograph of this tree because right? they're going to make it big baby so cute. <laughs> i love it so much and uh, just at that moment a robber comes into the restaurant and we see him right outside like beforehand giving himself a little pep talk mm-hmm. which like i get it <laughs> he's like just relax you've done this before <laughs> like uh, we, you know, we we understand robbers with anxiety. We get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the audience thinks that this is actually part of the play still. And they're like, okay, well, that a robber. All right, this is a twist. <laughs> and they're into it. They're like, okay, finally, we get some action. And Bob is like, no, 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 no. There is, this is not a twist. <laughs> this is an actual robbery. There is a man with a gun in our restaurant. And at this time, the... Julia and Cliffany drive by and they're like, oh, they added a robbery element to the play. That's interesting. And drive away. Right? Like, they don't even, they're not even they're questioning just, it. They're like, right. ah, okay, that's oh, cool. okay, robbery <laughs> element. That's interesting. And Bob is trying to, like, you know, diffuse the situation. The robber asks for all the money and he's like, okay, like, here you go. Like, there are kids here. Like, you know, don't do anything crazy. 
And they have this really funny, like, dumb insult exchange where the robber calls Bob Greaseball and Bob calls him Mask Face. (laughs) I guess I shouldn't call it dumb, but, like, I don't know how I would react if I was, you know being robbed but i just think it's a funny little exchange of um, yeah i feel like yeah anytime he has to insult somebody bob he's not very good at it he's really not no you know it's like not not in his personality (laughs) he's too wholesome to be mean. (laughs) and so the robber you know kind of realizes what's going on he looks around he realizes that people think that this is part of a show he realizes that a you know he's in a play and he starts doing a duet with linda (laughs) And the audience loves it. They're like, this is great. They have chemistry. This is great. And <laughs> like, I love that he just is like, gonna go for it, you know? Like, yeah, he well, could and just he, be like, bye. He even has like Linda talk him in again. Like, he's like, say that line again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a dream of his too, a yeah. secret dream. He always wanted to be in the, in he the theater to be on as well. Stage. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. And so, um, the audience thinks it's great. Linda eventually gets into it, too. I think she just, yes. like, forgets that he has a gun, and she just starts yes. singing along with him. And uh, he has... The robber asks Gene to play him out. So Gene, like, does this jazzy little, like, beep, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. And, like, the robber leaves, and everyone's applauding, and everything's great. And one of the <laughs> audience members comes up and is like, hey, like, can you break a five? Like, I would love to tip out the cast. And Bob's like, no, you idiot. <laughs> We were just robbed. No, I can't break a five. And the audience member just thinks he's, like, committing to the character. (laughs) Which is also funny because to break a five, like, what, was she going to give everybody a dollar? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Like, I mean, I guess it's better than nothing, but it's not really a, you know. Well, so I never (laughs) fully understood. I mean, I guess I get it because, like, they want to give maybe the kids their own money. But, like, very clearly this is a family. Like, if she gave each person one dollar individually... Yeah. It just goes to the same account, right? Yeah. <laughs> Except for Mort, I guess, would be the only one who's not yeah, family, true. but that's yeah. <laughs> it's still like you could give them each five dollars, like <laughs> instead of one. <laughs> one dollar. One anyway. dollar. So the next morning, um, Julia and Cliffany are back at the restaurant and they are apologizing because they were like, We feel so bad we didn't stop the robbery the previous night. Which they should be apologizing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> in no, in nowhere in my mind would I think that a play about a crematorium would have a robbery element. But, right. You know, that's something that kind of runs in the show is everyone seems very insane except for Bob sometimes. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. And, you know, Linda says the robbery was horrible, but, you know, it did feel really good to hear the audience applaud. And her <laughs> accent really comes out during this line. She's like, it felt so good to hear the audience applaud. (laughs) It's like what she's wanted this whole time. And she's like, if it has to come from a robbery, so be it. (laughs) Yeah, like I just, this is my dream to get the applause. And during this time, a blonde gentleman comes into the restaurant um, and says he caught the end of the play. And that the robber character really stole the show. You know, not being very subtle about it. He asked what, if the police were there because of that, and Bob said, no, it's it's because it was a real robber, and he stole $227, and this blonde gentleman, aka the robber, says, oh, a little less than that. <laughs> and nobody picks up on it. Yeah, no, not so. <laughs> of course not, but. 
And so they're trying to give a description to the police. Linda says that the robber was leading man handsome. <laughs> and uh, Bob's like, he was wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and then Linda, you know, she she pivots. She says, okay, well, he had, he had the presence of a young Burt Reynolds. And then the blonde gentleman robber says... And the pipes of an old Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love it. And then Mort comes in and lets them know that the online reviews are in. And there's one from Who's Your Daddy 1997. <laughs> and says that the plot made no sense and the set design was terrible. But uh, the ending musical number was sparktastic. <laughs> and this scene I love so much because Linda's like really proud about the comment about kids designing the set. We're... Because it said, like, you know, the set design looked like children made it. And Linda's like, they yes. did! My children! Like, she's yeah. so proud of them. So cute. <laughs> and I love, like, when Mort is reading the review. And he's like, the chemistry between the robber and the lonely morgue owner or operator. Like, he's, like, proud of her, too, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's and cute. Then, and, like, imagine that, the lonely morgue operator. You're right. <laughs> and Bob you know, is listening to this. And he, he does give a little pun. Uh, you know, we how much we love puns. Linda's excited about this review. She says, Bob, we're a hit. And Bob says, no, Linda, we were hit. <laughs> but then they have to, like, overly explain it. <laughs> yes. And everybody gets, like, everybody is in on the over-explaining. Like, Linda's like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, like, a like, hit is a robbery, mean? right? And then, and then Julia, I think, is like, yeah, like, in layman's terms, like, that's what you would call it. But that's not, like, the official, like, what a police officer would call it. <laughs> so funny. Oh, they're so funny. And so while while this scene is happening, we do flash to the kids at school. They're talking about, you know, what happened. Jean basically almost exactly quotes Gimme Three Steps by Leonard Skinner with his explanation, where he's like, in walked a man with a gun in his hand, and he was looking for you-know-who. That's, like, from that song that was like is it really i never knew that it was like almost exactly yeah um and so we did say that like he he is very up to date or like is has like a wealth of knowledge when it comes to any sort of like cultural references or even things that are like way past his time he's really on top of the pop culture references and so this one i was like oh this is like, the first time I watched this episode, I was like, why does that sound so familiar? And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I love That's a, that was a good catch. That. <laughs> that was a good catch. And so, um, Louise then says that they're going to be taking questions, and uh, this is where we beat the other kids. Large Tommy, Normal Size Jenny, and Tiny Peter ask questions. They ask, you know, Tina if she was scared. She can't answer the question, so Louise <laughs> says no. Um, I think Normal Size Jenny asks two questions and Louise is like that's a two-parter I don't answer those mm-hmm. um and someone asks if they're in a gang and she says yes and our gang name is the broken glass kids because we'll cut you and like <laughs> broken glass kids is great gang name it kind of reminds yes. me of um the outsiders like that yes that sounds like a gang name that would be from the yes. outsiders <laughs> I was just about to say that that's so funny that you said that <laughs> it totally is or even like a like almost like a Tom Sawyer like, they probably wouldn't call themselves that back then, but, like, that idea of, like, you just have this, like, ragtag gang of kids, like, wreaking havoc on the neighborhood or whatever. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. It's very, uh, very Linda. Do you remember the episode, it's further on, where she talks about throwing rocks at cars? That yes. sounds like something the broken class kids would do. Yes, totally. <laughs> totally. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. And so, uh, now we go back to the restaurant. Linda's talking about how excited she is for the show that night. She's wondering how many people are going to be there. And Bob is 
kind of baffled. He's like, whoa, like, <laughs> we, we just got robbed. I was hoping maybe you'd cancel this show. And, like, I kind of get it. So, like, in Bob's perspective, we had the first night with all this blood and gore <laughs> and people getting treated for shock. And then the second night, a literal crime mm-hmm. <laughs> involving a gun. And it's like, can we stop doing this now, please? And she's like, so night three, huh? Ready to go. Yeah. Linda's <laughs> just like, no, absolutely not. We're going to, you know, we're going to keep doing it. And Mort says that the show is not going to be the same without the robber. <laughs> and it's like, we were all thinking it. <laughs> and uh, the blonde gentleman slash robber says, you know, oh, yeah, that guy can really sing and rob. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Um, oh my gosh. And so Julia and Cliffany leave, and the robber finally reveals himself by singing Take It Easy to them. Like, take it easy. And Linda's pumped. She's like, oh my god, you came back! And Rob, <laughs> like Bob is like, call the fucking police! What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and so Linda, you know, she starts talking to him about the show that night, and she's like, we were electric together, and... Bob on the ba- in the background is like, hey, like, the guy who robbed our restaurant is here again. And Linda's, like, mad. She's like, stop calling the police. Like, he wants to do the show again. <laughs> He's my garlic powder. <laughs> She's like, whatever it takes to, to have this be yeah, the success it was last night, if it means you know, being with this robber again, then that's what we need to do. <laughs> well, and the robber agrees with it, but he says he's going to rob them again. He's like, yeah, I'll come back. I'll sing. I'll rob you again. <laughs> like, so he's not even saying he'll come back just for the applause. Like, he's only right. planning on stealing more money. And uh, so Bob is, is giving a description to the police officers. And he, this part I just think is really funny where he's trying to give, like, height and weight, and, like, the robber is being, like, a flatterer, and, like, telling yeah. him to go higher with the weight, like, I absolutely knocked me dead, like, the, <laughs> that scene. can you imagine, like, trying to report someone to the police, and they're, like, so, not, no, I weigh more than that, like, yeah, <laughs> so funny, but I feel like it would be hard, like, I agree, like, I understand, like, Bob being, like, I'm bad at this, because I feel like I would be so bad at it, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, oh, I don't know, six feet tall and, like, 100 pounds, <laughs> which, like, you would be dead, I feel like, if that was, like... like, a little skeleton. Your... Yeah. <laughs> You'd be, like, a Christian Bale in that one movie. Right? <laughs> Just super, super skinny. Hunched so over, I definitely malnourished. But, like, I'm, I'm bad at it, too. It's just, it's so funny to me, like, how ridiculous of a moment to have that conversation where the robber's just yeah. like, flatterer. Yeah. It's like, Bob's <laughs> definitely not trying to be a flatterer. Right. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. And so uh, the robber eventually pulls out his gun, um, which he had lied about. He said that it was in his trunk and it was not real. And so he pulls out his gun and he was like, yeah, I lied about it being a trunk, being in the trunk. And Bob's like, what about it being fake? And he's like, no, 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 it's a real gun. And Linda is, like, reaffirmed. She's like, look, a lie can be a twist. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's all she cares about right now. Right. that she is proven correct. Um, And at this moment, the robber is like, okay, open your register. Let's go. And Bob's like, and so he, like, gives the money. And the robber runs out just as Julia and Cliffany come back in with a, you know, sorry we let the robber go, butt cake. (laughs) And Bob's totally like, you're normal. doing it again. Like, the robber just ran out. Go get him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This whole scene is so funny. Oh right? And they're, like, 
getting the call from the um on their walkie talkie yeah and then they're like oh like hold on a second like we're getting a call and he's like the they're telling you what i'm telling you the robber just left again he's down the street like listen to me (laughs) (laughs) and they they eventually get they're like they don't even listen to him because they're like oh we gotta go bob the robber was just spotted in the area and then like (laughs) they put the butt cake down before (laughs) um and uh, the robber is thankfully not gotten very far he's just running down the street they're able to see him and Julia catches him and like just tackles him to the ground and starts punching him. <laughs> yeah, she's like wailing on him. Ooh. It's so funny. <laughs> and Julia, well, Bob says Julia packs a wallop. Like, yeah, she really does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like Linda's, taking this seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it was, like pretty gratuitous violence, honestly. Yeah. But like, <laughs> oh my goodness. And so, uh, Linda is just, like, she's pretty pissed. She's like, I, like, you murdered my dream now. And Bob's like, well, don't you think that's a little bit, ima- little bit dramatic? And she's like, yes, because I used to be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Linda. Uh, I know. And so, you know, they're still, they're still going on with the play. Um, Louise is selling tickets outside. She advertises it as the show that over three people have been blogging about. Um, and Tina and Jean are in the back in the kitchen and Jean's kind of giving her like a little pep talk about her stage fright, which I think is really cute. Yeah. And Jean's like, okay, well, why don't you add, imagine everyone in the audience naked? And Tina's like, well, I already do that. I have, I imagine everyone naked all the time. Like, you don't do that. (laughs) Jean's like, no. And like moves his keyboard in front of his private areas. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, funny to think that she, like, it's, like, gross, too, like, that she's doing it with her own family members. Yeah, no, just everyone all the time. Just everybody. She's like, you don't, you don't do that? (laughs) I was like, no. Definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) And so Jean's like, okay, well, maybe imagine people with their clothes on then. And she's like, well, all of them? And he's like, well, maybe just, like, a condom and a hat. (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, is, like, how does an 11-year-old know what a condom is and it's also funny because she wouldn't have to imagine them with all of their clothes on because she would just be looking at them right exactly like they are wearing all of their clothes would she be imagining different clothes yeah i know you're wearing a black shirt right now but in my brain it is green yeah (laughs) like it makes no sense (laughs) oh my gosh and so uh, this uh, apparently seems so like Tina considers it she's like all right that's pretty solid advice just imagine mm-hmm. everyone wearing a condom and a hat about it Louise walks in and says you know it's a sold out show but Linda's like you know she's just not very enthusiastic she's like we don't have a star like it doesn't even matter let's just go out and we'll just do the version that everyone hated like whatever and she's like so lackluster in her performance that whole time she's like not singing things she's just not enthusiastic you know, and you do feel kind of bad for her, but also, like, definitely she should not have been wanting a dangerous criminal yeah. with a gun to be around her family, so. Yeah. Uh, you, you feel bad to a point, I think, or at least I do. I'm like, oh, you know, you're you're sad. Like, obviously you're disappointed, but also, like, you shouldn't have wanted someone with a gun to just be, like, in the restaurant yeah. with you and your family. It's for the best. <laughs> Perhaps. But Bob does, you know, feel bad, and, uh... Like, at the end of the, especially at the end of the play, the audience members who had been there the previous night are like, okay, hold on, like, now it really gets good. And 
Linda's like, no, like, that's the end of it. And, you know, the audience asks, like, oh, what about, what about the special, you know, the surprise guest? Linda says, you know, the play, it is what it is. And this audience member is kind of an asshole about it. And they're like, it's garbage is what it is. Like, damn, okay. Yeah. Calm Let's see you down. make a dinner theater show, <laughs> lady. Literally. Like, they've had, like, what? It's the third day, so they've literally yeah. done, like, they've been working on it for literally three days on the third day. Like, yeah. they can, you know, whatever. And so Bob, you know, feels really bad because this insult really hurts Linda. Uh, he eventually comes out dressed up as a robber. He's, like, holding, like, a ketchup bottle. I'm so sorry that my printer keeps okay. making noises. <laughs> So <laughs> Bob comes out, you know, he's dressed as a robber. He ties like a napkin over his mouth and he's wearing his chef hat and he's holding like a ketchup bottle. And he's like, you know, put your hands up. Like, I don't want your money. I want the money of the big shot that owns this place. And Linda's <laughs> like, way to commit, honey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they, they start singing a little duet. The audience still leaves. They're like, okay, bye. This is not good. Yeah. But Linda's happy again. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's, you know, Bob made her happy. And she, you know, this is the first time we see just how high-pitched Bob's voice can get <laughs> when he's singing. <laughs> Which, just, it's impressive. It's, it like, really impressive. Is. It really is. And then is. she's like, she's like, you went too high at the end. And he's like, so you go higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you, you match my energy. I'm not bringing down my energy right. to yours. You bring yours up to me. <laughs> so funny. And then during this during this scene, this is just a fun little background detail. The burger the day board says dreamatorium final night instead of having a burger. So after everyone has left, uh, Tina says her line. She says, no, don't, to the empty restaurant. And she's just really proud of herself. She says, Tina, take a bow, girl, to herself. And I'm like, <laughs> love this confidence. Uh, and then we go to the end credits. And it's, you know, it's a little bit different because the... Um, the ending song is not the regular song. It's like jazzy piano number from the musical instead of instead of that. But the animation is, is the same as far as I could tell. Yeah. I love that song, though. It's like very classy. It is. It you really know? is. It's very nice. <laughs> um, A nice way to end yes. this episode for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's uh, season one, episode five, Hamburger Dinner Theater. A nice. absolutely delightful musical episode that isn't yes. actually of any real songs yet <laughs> yes just little little tidbits here and there but yes nice job very nice job oh, yes. that's a good one <laughs> that is so a good one. what are what are your some of your favorite moments from the episode i mean i think in general again like this is just such a fantastic little episode it's so cute but i love like just the running joke with tina's stage fright like with everything like then she can't talk to the kids at school like they bring it they keep bringing it back which i love um, and then when she finally says it to the empty restaurant at the end, I think it's so cute. Just the way that Gene scores everything, even like when the robber comes in and, and he's playing like background music and Bob's like, Gene, stop. <laughs> this is a serious moment. <laughs> I love Big Coat. I would go see it if it was a play. <laughs> I love Big Coat. And um, just Teddy watching with his peripheral vision, just like the slight pupil shift is just so funny. That That like whole, I mean... We know how I feel about Teddy, but that whole yeah. scene is just so. Those so are all those are all really good ones. I love all that too. Um, I I love the very beginning when 
Linda's talking about plopping quarters and G-strings. Like, that whole visual is just so funny <laughs> to me. And then, because uh, all it makes me think about is there was, like, this, it was, like, a tweet that I saw, like, years ago, and it randomly pops up into my brain sometimes where it was, like, <laughs> oh, like, I don't make it rain, I make it hail, I throw coins at people. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking of. Is yeah, seriously. Someone being on stage and just, like, quarters. <laughs> right. <laughs> It would um, hurt. Right? It would it hurt. Would be, it's it'd not, be like dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not great. That's why it's so funny. Um, <laughs> and then I love Louise's just random hatred of Canada. I don't think we ever see that come up again. Like at no point is it, you know, we are we given any context. But I love when people keep talking about it. She's like, enough about Canada. <laughs> She's just so. <laughs> She's not a fan. <laughs> um, and then the the scene where. Um, the robber is like correcting Bob about his weight before pulling his gun out. <laughs> I love that. Like he had his gun with him. So like he wanted to have that conversation first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So did you, um, did you make any of the burgers from this episode? Uh, you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Did oh, you? Okay. Yeah. So there weren't, I don't think any from this episode in the book. And oh so I really? Didn't... I didn't uh, make a burger, but I went to a burger restaurant in Tucson. Not there like a fast food restaurant, but like I got one with um, with uh, caramelized onions. And I was like, this is kind of like the onion burger grilled today. Nice. Yeah, onions. I had an onion, a bacon and onion grilled cheese yesterday Ooh, with caramelized onions. Delicious. Yeah, it was good. What it kind of bread did really you good. use? It was like multigrain bread. I went to a restaurant and like that's just what they made it with, which was an interesting choice, but... It was still good. What kind of cheese? It was, it was definitely uh, cheddar cheese. Oh, okay. I'm hungry if you yeah. can't tell. <laughs> You're like, ooh, what, what was in Tell the, me all the, the details. Like, was there garlic powder? Is that like... <laughs> right. Uh, sounds delicious. But yeah, so I didn't, I didn't make a burger, but I did eat a burger with onions on it from a local restaurant that, you know, it was not like I just went to like Wendy's or something, so it makes me... Nice. It's slightly better, right? Well, I feel like a, a burger with radishes would be weird and i mean onion like onion in a burger is fine and then mm-hmm. jicama like i'm not even really sure isn't that like a almost like a plantain no so jicamas are they're kind of like the texture of a really crisp apple oh um, okay. but the taste of them is it's it's really mild like celery but it's like an apple texture and so like it's really good as like a crunch element in like a lot of salsas and stuff like you'll see that i mean maybe it's just because of where i live but like you'll see sometimes with like like there's this one restaurant that has these really good tacos they're like pork belly tacos and they come with like a jicama slaw and so it's like a nice crunchy refreshing little element so not not similar but it, it looks like a just like a big brown root Oh, okay. And peel them and then and slice it up. So I think it would be good. I assume that it doesn't just like come with slices of jicama on it. I just kind of figured that it would be like a jicama slaw. Right. Which I I think if you put the right ingredients in there, it would be good. Because usually the slaw, it has like, you know, sometimes it'll have like pickled onions in there and like mm-hmm. cilantro and like lime juice and, you know, make it all. No, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's, that's kind of what I imagined, but, um, jicama is so annoying to prepare because you have to peel it and the peel is like really thick and really fibrous. And so mm. it's hard to do with just like a regular vegetable peeler. And so I yeah. don't often buy jicama that's like 
in its regular state because it's so right. annoying. And you can buy in like plastic containers, like little like strips of jicama, like carrot strips, oh, but okay. jicama strips. But it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. so much more expensive to do it yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that it is, but like whenever I am like, oh, I really want jicama, that's how I'll buy it. But I didn't yeah. want to do that. I was like, I don't want to freaking. Because also, since it wasn't in the book, I was like, not only would I have to go buy stuff that I don't normally buy, but like, I would have to come up with something myself. Right. You'd <laughs> have to like creative. concoct how to use it on the burger. Yeah. Right. And like, I think I would have just ended up looking up a hickam slava. Like, I don't know what cheese I would pair with that. I don't know what bun would be good with it. Yeah. It's like, the only time I've ever had hickam slava was like in taco form. And so, right. like, it's just, which it's delicious in taco form. Whenever you come here, I'll take you there. I'll, I'll get you those tacos. Nice. <laughs> yes. You're going to be like, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> Something to look forward to. <laughs> so good. Anyways, yeah, so. So what would you rate this episode out of 10 burgers? Oh, this episode is also another really high one. I feel like I'm really biased because I don't think I've ever rated any of these low. But this one is it's just very funny. Like, I would definitely give this one at least a 9. Mm-hmm. I think a nine burgers out of ten. What about you? Yeah, I think I think a nine too. I think I like last week's episode more, so that's why I'm not giving it a ten. Yeah, but it same. is still like just rewatching it. You know, for our recording, I was like, I forgot how delightful it is. You know, <laughs> and how silly it is, and it's like I feel like this is when we really start to see Bob's Burgers establish themselves as like a silly almost like a slapstick, you know, like you said, like we really get to see the characters in their weird, amazing, you know, glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I would say probably a nine, a nine two for sure. Yeah. No. And that's basically the exact same. Like I really, really love this episode, but I like last week's episode more. And last week I was like 10 out of 10, no notes, which yeah. is true <laughs> because sexy dance fighting is so funny, but like, this is a really good one. Like, and I, it's a really you know, sometimes the Linda-centric episodes can be, like, a little bit much, but I think that this one is, like, actually plausible. Like, someone, yeah. like, this is something that someone might want to actually do. It's like, oh, I want to try doing dinner theater. Like, yeah, yeah I'll, like, I have a kid who plays the little keyboard. We'll write some songs. It'll be great. So, yeah. It's a, it's a good one, though. <laughs> They're, like, enter. They're really hitting their stride, I feel like. You know, oh my god yeah these, especially and we have an even we have a great episode next week too sheesh cab bob yes <laughs> Tina's another, birthday another party. good one absolutely i think amazing. that's the first one where we actually start to hear songs well sort of yeah because we have Cause we get lifting up the skirt of the night yes in that one which is yeah. a wow, amazing <laughs> it's wonderful yeah that's the first one like i think that's the first song with lyrics that's like on the Bob's Burgers music soundtrack because they have like the opening thing and then they have like the sexy music or whatever but like lifting up the skirt of the night (laughs) is great so good (laughs) um yeah so uh that was season one episode five hamburger dinner theater um Next week, we will be talking about, as we just said, uh, season one, episode six, Sheesh Cab Bob. <laughs> we are on Instagram and at, at Bob's Cast Pod. Uh, we also have a Gmail, bobscastpod at gmail.com. Um, please follow us on Instagram. Uh, reach out to us on Gmail if you have any questions or if you just have any suggestions. 
I think that's it. I can't remember anything else yeah. that we need to say. <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe on, yes. on iTunes um, or on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it does really help, like, get us populated if you rate and review so yes it does and be sure recommend to us to your friends about you know if you know anyone who likes bob's burgers uh we love it too so yes <laughs> please join us that we do so uh i guess the only thing left to say is uh stay fresh meat bags <laughs> <laughs> i think at this point it's just we it's gotta just gonna have to be it, it. that's yeah. what it is all right everyone stay fresh meat bags <laughs> <laughs>